Hello everyone, this is Lisa DeLay, and you're listening to Spark My Muse. Today is Soul School Lesson 192, The Prayer of Birds. Recently, I was in Utah for an epic adventure extravaganza with my daughter. I have notes about that and pictures and stories at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. It was a fantastic trip with amazing scenery. And one of the places I got to go to was Ken Sanders Rare Books Shop right in Salt Lake City. And it was a treasure trove of interesting books. We spent a long time in there going through all the different shelves. And one of the books I got was Mary Oliver's Devotions, the selected poems of Mary Oliver. It includes selected poems that Mary herself curated shortly before her death. And a variety of poetry books are included. I wanted to read a few of these absolute gems to you today. Mary Oliver is an inspiration to many people. She has a great connection with the earth and her being. And sometimes reading these poems feel truly like a spiritual practice in and of itself. Just before I begin that, I want to tell you that tonight, June 2nd, is my book club discussion for my book, The Wild Land Within. Whether you've read it or not, or whether you have questions or not, this will be a really fun time of connection. And you can go to sparkmymuse.com for the link to that. You have to register to get a seat. And that will be June 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you happen to miss the event, it will be available for replay. You can just go to the event page and click and watch that. I've been so delighted to see people's responses to the book and enjoyed their appreciation of it. I love answering questions about things in the book and discussing the topics that are contained within the book. I really hope you come out to that or at least watch the replay. And thank you so much for your support with my work and with this book. There are two other events that I'm really excited about too in early June. June 6th is a special event for writers especially. It's a demo and giveaway and kickoff party for Kahana Writing Hubs. Kahana Writing Hubs are the perfect way for anybody doing writing, whether you are a journalist, a novelist, a freelance writer, or you just want to create projects that involve a lot of writing and research and collection. Kahana is a free online software that creates writing hubs that are expressly designed to create an undistracted and pristine workspace where your files are organized and it's very easy to do deep work. I was so taken with this platform in its early stages that I got them to hire me. I really believe in helping writers, and this is one of the resources that will be extremely important in how we do work, how we save time, and stay organized. So I hope you join me June 6th, 7.30 p.m., and you can find the link for this on kahana.blog. Use the code word founder to get an exclusive free account and sign up for the event. There will also be giveaways, Q&A with the founders, a lot of fun, and a demo of what these writing hubs look like, which is just a fantastic addition to how I've been doing my own work. Lastly, June 8th, I'm very excited to have as a host on my Crowdcast account, Robert J. Munson. He will be doing an author discussion panel. I love Robert. I love how he does things, and this is going to be a fantastic event. Go to sparkmymuse.com for a link to this event. Don't miss it. June 8th, 7.30 p.m. Very excited about that one. All these things will be available for replay if you happen to miss them, but I really hope you can see them live.
To begin, I want to read the poem, I Happen to be Standing, by Mary Oliver, from her A Thousand Mornings poetry book. And mornings is spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And here it is. I happen to be standing. I don't know where prayers go or what they do. Do cats pray while they sleep, half asleep in the sun? Does the opossum pray as it crosses the street? The sunflowers? The old black oak growing older every year? I know I can walk through the world, along the shore, under the trees, with my mind filled with things of little importance, in full self-attendance, a condition I can't really call being alive. Is a prayer a gift or a petition, or does it matter? The sunflowers blaze, maybe that's their way. Maybe the cats are sound asleep, maybe not. While I was thinking this, I happened to be standing just outside my door with my open notebook, which is the way I begin every morning. Then a wren in a privet began to sing. He was positively drenched in enthusiasm. I don't know why, and yet, why not? I wouldn't persuade you from whatever you believe or whatever you don't. That's your business. But I thought of this wren singing, what could this be if it isn't a prayer? So I just listened, my pen in the air. I want to talk just a little bit about prayer and that beautiful introduction to what prayer can be for us, what it can hold. What we've been taught about prayer might not actually be what prayer could be at all. I was so used to finding prayer a duty and a way to show God my devotion for so many years. And that's because prayer involved thought and consideration, maybe a plan where words do important things. It would take concentration and effort, and sometimes it felt like drudgery. But a new way of understanding prayer came to me. Prayer is also just being still, or just waiting in hope. Wordless awe is prayer too, I found, and so was joy. We are all prayers, whether we know it or not. Every breath is a prayer. And I hope that prayer becomes a way of being for you. It is of great comfort. And when we look out into nature, we can see all of nature in its own way praying. The second poem I'm going to read is from the poetry book by Mary Oliver called Swan that was published in 2010. It's called Don't Hesitate. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give into it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind. And much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is a way of fighting back that sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. 
Joy is not made to be a crumb. For this, I'd like to just give a little edification and encouragement. There will be things in the world that grieve us so deeply, that rip us apart and make our hearts ache in great sadness. But that doesn't mean that we can't have moments of incredible joy that sees us completely. And when those moments come, as Mary Oliver says, don't hesitate, give into it. Let your joy be made full. There will be plenty of times of sorrow and despair, but when you find joy, even in the smallest thing, perhaps looking at a flower or a baby animal, perhaps seeing the love in the light of your beloved's eyes, embrace that joy for all it has. There are many gems of joy given to us each day if we look for them. Find that joy, embrace it, give into it, and let it be a healing balm for your heart. There are two more poems from the book Swan by Mary Oliver that I want to read to you. One is called How I Go to the Woods. She says, Ordinarily I go to the woods alone, with not a single friend, for they are all smilers and talkers and therefore unsuitable. I don't really want to be witnessed talking to the catbirds or hugging the old black oak tree. I have my way of praying, as you no doubt have yours. Besides, when I am alone, I can become invisible. I can sit on the top of a dune as motionless as an uprise of weeds until the foxes run by unconcerned. I can hear the almost unhearable sound of the roses singing. If you have ever gone to the woods with me, I must love you very much. To me, this poem is a beautiful one about intimacy. She has her own intimacy with nature, a kind of prayer that happens. But that doesn't work out so well if she takes a friend or a companion with her into the woods. So if you have gone into the woods with her, she has made this great exception. And I think that's so beautiful. Who we allow into our lives to walk with us and companion with our souls is a select few people. If you have someone like that in your life, treasure them. The final one is called On the Beach. On the beach at dawn, four small stones clearly hugging each other. How many kinds of love might there be in the world? And how many formations might they take? And who am I ever to imagine I could know such a marvelous business? When the sun broke, it poured willingly its light over the stones that did not move, not at all, just as, to its always generous term, it shed its light on me my own body that loves equally to hug another body. This poem is so interesting to me because it speaks of a kind of communion, a kind of intimacy and knowing. Perhaps we can all in some way understand what Mary Oliver means by the necessity to be with others in some way to hold them. If you'd like to support my work at a greater depth and level, I would deeply appreciate that. And that can happen at patreon.com forward slash sparkmymuse. It's your generous donations that help me keep this podcast going. And there are hundreds of things to read and enjoy at the Patreon page. I appreciate you for listening. I thank you for supporting my work, buying my book, The Wild Land Within, and reviewing it, sharing it with someone else. And my prayer for you is that you know you are loved and that you feel a companionship with me as we walk through life together. Don't ever feel so alone. God bless you, and I'll see you next week with a special episode with Kristen Cobus dumay and her book, 
Jesus and John Wayne, extremely powerful history of conservative Christianity in the United States. You will get so much out of the episode with Kristen. Take care. I'll see you next week. Thank you.